0: I'll never forget the news of uh, a legislative hearing happening and uh, having a witness testify about ethics and then talking about how uh, she had filed a complaint a year ago against a state senator and hadn't heard anything about that. And it really kind of kicked the door open of uh, uh, this this whole process that's been in place for a while but didn't have many eyes on it. And that's the process of how people oversee the behaviors and conduct of state lawmakers. Of course since then we've seen indictments we've seen a variety of different types of things from state senators allegedly wearing wires to catch state representatives taking bribes and other state senators uh, being charged with certain crimes, one pleading guilty to accepting bribes for the red light camera industry and so on. So uh, it's been a it's been an interesting five years or so here uh, in Illinois when it comes to understanding how to best address ethics. Uh, and uh, joining us right now is somebody who knows a lot about this because uh, she came in to be the legislative inspector general. Uh, back in uh, 2019, and that was after uh, an interim inspector general was put in place because the the office was vacant for more than two years, as was revealed in a uh, hearing uh, from uh, an individual who filed a complaint against a state senator uh, over abuse of power for sexual harassment, uh, and that uh, that really kind of opened this whole uh, this whole can of worms. Uh, but it's important stuff to talk about. And do we have proper ethics things in place that will give a legislative inspector general uh, the teeth to actually investigate and to notify the public of conduct that may be unbecoming of a state lawmaker. Julie uh, Porter was the interim inspector general. She stepped down. Uh, that's after the office was left vacant by uh, inspector general um, Homer, uh, who on his way out gave a, a long list of ethics reforms that are needed. Uh, and now we talk with Carol Pope, who's the current legislative inspector general, but she notified uh, lawmakers yesterday that uh, she's looking to exit uh, mid to December. December um, and laying out a variety of different things that uh, needs to happen uh, in order for there to be proper oversight. Uh, Inspector General Carol Pope, thanks for taking time with us this morning on the WMAY morning news feed.
1: You're welcome, Greg.
0: So I guess in essence, what's your letter um, announcing your resignation ultimately say and what are you looking for uh, in order to uh, give more uh, teeth to that office? You called it a paper tiger.
1: Right. Uh, and and it truly is. I mean, there are uh, multiple things that I mentioned in my letter to the, legis- to the Legislative Ethics Commission when I uh, sent it yesterday. Uh, some of them concern the ability to issue a subpoena. Now, every other inspector general in the state of Illinois has the power to issue subpoenas for documents and records without asking anybody for permission. The statute concerning the Legislative Inspector General requires that Uh, she asked the Legislative Ethics Commission, which is now composed of seven legislators and one former legislator, for permission to issue a subpoena. The investigations are supposed to be confidential. When you issue a subpoena, it discloses who the subpoena is uh, directed to, what records are being sought, and that type of thing. Those are all matters that should remain confidential. And uh, the reason that I have asked for the same authority that every other inspector general in the state of Illinois has, is to protect the confidentiality of my investigations. And the other reason is because the statute declares the inspector general, the legislative inspector general, is an independent office. If you're an independent office, you shouldn't be asking anybody, especially members of the body you investigate, for permission to conduct your investigations and issue subpoenas. It's that simple.
0: There are a variety of other issues uh, when it comes to proper oversights that we've seen brought up, uh, including having a non-legislator on. But as you mentioned, there's a, a former lawmaker that's on that commission. Uh, I think some would argue that uh, even that probably is uh, not not far enough. Uh, but uh, we'll see that, of course, debated. Uh, we've seen reaction pour out. Uh, I reached out to uh, Republican State Representative Avery Bourne. She said that this is uh, uh, should send a message to leaders in the legislature and the governor that we need true ethics reform. Uh, Democratic State Representative Maurice West said after reviewing your letter, uh, he's going to he's going to push for some of the reforms you laid out, saying even if they're unpopular, they uh, they they are necessary. Uh, You've got other leaders thanking you for your service. Uh, But how does your message either uh, resemble, reflect or differ from uh, the messages of former previous legislative inspector generals who who left the office essentially saying that they don't have the proper authority to do their job right?
1: Right. I I think it just reflects that the problems with the office and the independence of the office continue. When Tom Homer left, and that was in 2014, he sent a letter to the General Assembly outlining a lot of the problems that exist under the statute. Julie Porter has done the same thing. And I, I actually thought, and I was aware of these issues, of course, before I took the job. But I actually thought if I got in there and I worked with the legislature to try to get these changes made, Uh, we could make some progress but uh and i did get uh, i have to say i did get the ability to open an investigation without seeking the prior approval of the legislative ethics commission in this bill and that's a very good thing prior to this bill uh, i had to uh, prepare a request to investigate which disclosed the nature of my investigation to the legislative ethics commission that's just wrong i'm an independent office I should be able to open an investigation without telling anybody and the purpose is to keep it confidential. Um, You know, some people were worried that things leak and that kind of thing. My office has never leaked. I'll tell you that. But when you're sending a request to investigate to at that time, or most of the time that I've been the LIG to eight legislators, it goes to their assistants uh, and sometimes multiple assistants. There's up to 24 people getting that information in the Capitol. Now, you know, Greg, you work there. You yeah. know how things go there. Yep, It's not likely that's going to remain confidential for very long. And that's not right.
0: Inspector so General- same thing with subpoenas. go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: But I was going to say that's the same issue with subpoenas. You know, the confidentiality is very
0: important. Inspector General uh, Carol Pope joins us here on the WMAY morning news feed uh, to, to talk about uh, ethics reforms. And as you mentioned, they did pass legislation that uh, ultimately brought about some ethics things, uh, some dealing with the uh, Ethics Commission, some dealing with the Legislative Inspector General, uh, others dealing with disclosure and things like that. Um, but one thing that you uh, pointed out in your letter and I thought was uh, interesting was uh, they they reverted back to uh, other types of uh, um, ethics provisions that uh, it kind of goes along with what you're saying here about, yeah, you have permission to now uh, do uh, an investigation without getting permission, but uh, there's also something about you can't necessarily go and investigate something that's publicly reported. Say that I get some tips and I confirm it with people and I report publicly that so-and-so is alleged to have done this. Unless I or a taxpayer or a state employee file a report with your office, you can't do anything about it.
1: That's the way I read this legislation. And that language was inserted, well, 539, Senate Bill 539, which contained these uh, provisions, was dropped on the last day of the session. So, you know, I never saw it before they were debating it. And that language was not contained. The fact that I have to base uh, an investigation on a complaint was not contained in any of the other bills that were pending in the legislature concerning ethics prior to May 31st. So uh, when that language showed up, I was really stunned because in 2009, the legislature amended the act to provide, first of all, that the LIG could investigate anonymous complaints. Previously, the LIG was not allowed to investigate an anonymous complaint. And secondly, um, was given the ability to investigate allegations that were made publicly Uh, Previously, to 2009, you had to have a complaint in the office. So, And when I started my job, Tom Homer told me about that provision, and then, of course, I've done some research to find exactly when that change occurred. So, yeah, it's like taking one step forward and two steps back in this legislative session, which is why I felt I couldn't really stay in the job anymore. I don't think the LIG has the ability to be effective the way the statutes are written.
0: Legislative Inspector General Carol Pope, uh, you are uh, set to exit December 15th, uh, unless the legislature finds a replacement before then. Uh, and I guess what would be your message to whoever does ultimately uh, take over that job?
1: Well, I hope they continue to work on the ethics reforms that I've outlined and I've testified about in front of the legislature. I, I just don't hold out a lot of hope that things will change. But, but you know, they might. I, I stayed longer than I planned to stay. If no changes had been made because of COVID, I wanted to stay through a second normal legislative session, thinking I could get some good results. And I, I, and I, I do say that being able to open my investigations without asking anybody is a, is a was a step in the right direction. But frankly, that was the only um, good piece of legislation relating to my office. The rest of it was uh, not uh, an improvement. It was a step back in my opinion.
0: Carol Pope, I uh, yeah. greatly appreciate you taking the time with us this morning. And I imagine we'll talk about this and in, in other issues in the future. All right.
1: Okay, Greg, Thanks for having me.